On today's episode of Locked On Avalanche, the Avs make a call-up and maybe not what you were thinking or maybe what you were hoping. Uh, We'll discuss that. And the Avs back out on the ice. Could not happen any sooner to try to hope that we can forget about that 7-0 loss in Vegas. We will preview that as well. New episode of Locked On Avalanche coming at you. Your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome to the Locked On Avalanche Podcast. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Chris Maselli. With me, as always, is Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. Thank you for tuning in, making it your first listen of the day. Always appreciated. Make sure to follow us on our social media outlets, LOP and underscore Avalanche on Twitter, X, Locked on Avalanche on Instagram. Questions, comments, concerns, opinions, Locked on Avalanche at gmail.com. Follow us on our YouTube channel over on YouTube. Hit subscribe. Get notified when a new show goes live. And make sure to subscribe to our subtext as well. Link to that is in the show notes below. And when you do, you become one of our special insiders and chat with Kyle and I one-on-one. And do things like uh, give us your predictions for the most upcoming game, like we will do a little bit later. We'll get to a devil's preview uh, and get some predictions from our subtext people and Kyle and I as well. Um, You see our rundown. There is a devil's preview. As we were recording yesterday, I I think uh, right towards the end, the, the Vegas Golden Knights got their second goal of the game and they were up two to nothing. They end up losing that game to the Anaheim Ducks. And for some people in the social media world, that just twisted the knife a little bit more into, you know, the the Avalanche fan base. And some people kind of went a little bit overboard with that. We'll discuss and talk about what all that means, if anything at all, which I'll tell you right now, it doesn't. Uh, But we'll talk about that. But where we want to start is with the Avalanche specifically. They did make a call up. I think a lot, I know a lot of people were calling for Riley Tufty to get brought back up after that Vegas game. You're talking about a lot of things after that Vegas game and a lot of maybe movement. There hasn't been a lot, uh, but the only moves that the Avalanche did make was to bring up Andrej Pavel from the uh, Colorado Eagles. And that was it. So there's no guarantee he will even play. And I, I think you heard that Olaf, like Fred, uh, Frederick Olofsson was not at practice, I think because he was dinged up, right? Not because he was sick. Yeah, he's actually listed on the injury report for right now. We'll see how it clarifies going up to game time, but he is listed as injured. Okay. So that's what Jared Bednar was sick. Jared Bednar was not at practice. He was sick. So, uh, I, if I if I pass that along through the airwaves, I apologize. Um, but, <laughs> you were whispering in his ear, uh, fix this team. <laughs> so it's interesting. It's an interesting move. The first thing that I thought of is when, when, when Bednar made the move to put in Riley Tufty and Curtis McDermott and sit Jonathan Drouin and Tomas Tatar, after that game was over, Tufty immediately went back down to the Eagles. And the next game, we we saw both uh, Druen and Tatar return. Uh, but in between that, a- after that game was over and Riley got sent back, or Riley Tufty got sent back down, Makar, uh, Makar uh, Bednar said it was because 
there's a lot of guys that he likes and a lot of guys that he wants to get time, get action. It, and it seemed like it was more about that and less about how I think Tomas, Tomas Tatar has been playing okay, like well enough that he really shouldn't have been benched. Uh, but the Drew end thing, it didn't seem like it that was a benching for play. It was a benching for to give other guys an opportunity just to give get other guys in the mix of a season. And I'm wondering if this is the same thing. Is, are they doing the same thing for Andres Pavel to just get him because they expect that they are going to call him up at some point during the season? So they're bringing him in now to just get him a game? I don't know if that's the reason, but if it is, it's a, it, I don't know if I really like it. I really don't understand the Pavel call up, especially like Riley Tufty's having himself a year down at Loveland. Like, sure, have is. yourself a day. And it would be nice for him to work his way to the roster because, like, I understand it's nice for the Eagles to have success and Tufty's contributing to that, but. You look at this roster top to bottom, you need contributions somewhere. And if Tufty's going to be leading scoring in the HL, boy, it would be nice for him to contribute to a roster that has been shut out three of the last four. So, yeah. like, I understand it's nice to see, like, who knows? Pavel could come up, have a great game, have an assist here or there, really light up that fourth line. Because you saw the Lions in practice. That looked like opening night roster to me. Yeah, he's got uh, Drew Enbeck on the top line. Yeah. It, you, <clears throat> if you want to get things going again, and this is something that the everydayers were talking about, YouTube comments, like, let's just settle back down and go back to the basics. And it looks like that might be it. And if Pavel is going to give you just the basics, that's wonderful. But... Mm -hmm. uh, is this really uh, when you see what Tufty brings to this team? Like he is, he's a he's a massive body on the ice. Right, he could contribute. He could score. I don't know why you don't need him now. Um, and 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 Pavel's got good size. I mean, he's six foot two, two oh five. So that's not, and that's what he's known for. I mean, mm -hmm. you saw in the preseason, kind of like him throwing his weight around like that. He'll give you that. I think they're just fine with that. Um, but yeah, you're right. Like when the team is struggling to score, not that Riley Tufty is this, you know, <laughs> scoring yeah. machine or anything like that. <clears throat> but I mean, he's doing it in the AHL. So uh, I don't know. It was, it's just, it's to me, if that's what they're doing, if they're bringing him up because they have plans for him, um, whether it's, it's, you know, later on this year as, like, hey, you know, we know we're going to be calling up guys and we want to know that we can bring, call up more than just Riley Tufty. Um, this kind of shows me like there is zero panic on on the front office and and in and, and the, and the coaching staff, because if there was, they would be calling up Riley Tufty. And they know that they're we, we, we did a whole show on this yesterday. And if you had not a chance to listen to that, we talked about it yesterday, just about that. That game yesterday, or not, yeah, yesterday, not over the weekend, um, clearly was not avalanche hockey. But the front office, including the coaching staff, is not panicking. And they have a plan for who they want to play for them throughout the course of this year. And if we know anything, the avalanche dipped into the AHL many times last year. 
so far, the injury bug, knock on wood, has not really uh, gone after the avalanche too much. But they're preparing themselves for all different avenues that they may might have to go down. And if they feel like at some point Pavel is going to be a guy that we need to call up, call him up now. Call him up now. It's early in the season. It's, it'd be, you know, going up against the Devils, which we will talk about in a little bit. You know, that that that, that is a challenge if they're going to throw him into that game. Good luck, kid, in your first game. But they clearly have confidence in, in, in him if he does have to play. And this is kind of just their plan. Tufty will get called up again at some point because he's clearly their best guy down there. But it, so I think the first thought is just the way the Avalanche have been playing. If you're going to have a call up, call up the guy that's going to help you the most. That's clearly Riley Tufty. The Avalanche don't feel that way. They feel like, no, we're, our, our big guys got to get going. They carry us, not a call up from the AHL. And we'll just bring in Pavel. He'll get seven to 10 minutes. That's not going to win us the game. What's going to win us the game is our big guns and they need to step it up. They're more concerned about that than they are. Who's, you know, centering their fourth line right now. And Chris, <clears throat> you bring up a fantastic point. Like the front office is not worried and panicking. Like let's let, come on, let's bring up Tufty. Okay. It's not like he's going to be taking over first line. Like he's Every not minute. going to save the team. This is we're no. talking fourth line here, and right. you also bring up the wonderful point. It's nice that the Avalanche get to play around with call ups instead of have to rely on call ups to field a roster to play in play a game night in night out. Yeah, it's nice <laughs> that you know what Riley Tufty would be great and would probably help that fourth line win a game. Let's see what Pavel can do. Because, again, <clears throat> we talked about it all offseason. Lines one through three, they should be good enough to win you a game. Well, yeah, I think that that's where the abs are right now. Like, like we're looking at it from the fan base perspective of if you got to bring a call, bring up, bring up the guys that complete a roster that can help you score. And the Avalanche are like, we already have those guys. Exactly. <laughs> they're exactly. Nathan McKinnon. They're Cal McCarr. You're wearing their jersey. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You you have to like we're gonna rely on those guys. We already have them. So don't worry about who the call up is. But you know, I kind of just I, I kind of of the mind of like the way that Riley Tufty's been playing, he just is deserving of the opportunity to get thrown into the mix right now. And the Avs don't do that. They're not. They're not feeling that way. They're like, no, we're, he's doing just fine. We're probably going to need him. And like Bednar said, like you know, because we we want to get a lot of guys involved. Clearly, Pavel is a part of that collection of guys that they want to have involved in some capacity. He's not a guy that's going to be playing, you know, 50, 60 games for them this year. But they they must feel like he might have to get some playing time for us. So throw him in now early in the season. So if we do need him later, he's not a deer in headlights when it's, you know, January, February, and they're more meaningful games. Not that this one isn't, but he's kind of got his feet wet and he knows what to expect. Be around the guys, be around the team. All right. I think just because the abs have not been playing well, we're looking at it as like, ah, is that the right call right now? And they're thinking, no, this is our system. This is how we're going to do it. And he might and even play against the Devils. So it could be, yeah, we don't know. And there's a whole list of other names in Loveland that we haven't even seen 
play with the Avalanche mm-hmm. this year that are still waiting in the wings. So it's yeah, it's not a bad thing. It's right. Bad it's thing. like the next call up. We're thinking like, oh, they'll call it Pavel, and then the next time it'll be Tuffy. No, could be Foodie next time. Exactly. You have no idea. So uh, we'll see how it plays out. We'll see if he actually does play, Um, and we'll kind of just go from there. Now, who did play were the uh, Anaheim Ducks and the Vegas Golden Knights. We're not going to make this about them. We're clearly going to make this about Oh, no Zegers talk? No, no no Zegers talk, Kyle. I'm done. Stand down. Stand down. (laughs) Uh, so we will get to that and what that means for the avalanche. If anything, uh, we'll do that next. Right now we got FanDuel and you know FanDuel. You love FanDuel. You can score early this NFL season with America's number one sports book because right now new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any $5 money line bet. And that's $150 bucks. If your team wins, Kyle, would you put that $5 bet down on the Colorado Avalanche for this game against the New Jersey Devils? You know what? I would put it on the Avalanche and the Broncos against the Bills. Double it up, baby. Ooh, that I believe they call that a parlay. (laughs) Me me and my betting uh, acumen is yes, (laughs) uh, that's what they I don't know if you can do that far apart, though. I think it's got to be in the same day from from what I understand. Write them both. I have good feelings about both. I I am totally there with you, sir. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is super easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, those parlays, and so much more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and get this NFL season going. FanDuel is the official partner of the NFL. So like I said in the beginning, uh, the the Ducks and, and Golden Knights were going at it while we were recording yesterday's episode. We just finished the episode. Vegas was up two to nothing. We figured, ah, yeah, that's probably another win in their pocket. Not so fast. And uh, the, the Ducks come back and win it. And that was kind of more meat on the bone for Avalanche fans who are like frustrated with the, how the how the team is playing. Because they'll sit there and, and be like, oh, you know, the Ducks can go beat Vegas, but you can't. And first, uh, there's so much more to that than than just the Ducks won against a very good team and the Avalanche couldn't. Um, I get where that frustration comes from, but I think that's a little bit misguided um, because the Ducks are playing excellent hockey right now excellent mm-hmm. hockey six wins in a row and i don't think anybody really expected them to have a six game winning streak at any point during the season right you know who else had a six game winning streak was the the colorado avalanche okay That's correct so my issue with the, the the part of the fan base that is kind of looking at this and saying like see this is why the avalanche are not going to be good or are not good um is because do you do you really like as well as the ducks are playing do you really feel like th- how they're playing is sustainable throughout the course of the season and this goes back to what i was saying yesterday and how things even out and my answer to that is absolutely not right, and we did the crossover with jason in the offseason are the ducks going to be improved yes are the ducks going to be a playoff team i don't i'm not buying that at all so while the Ducks are playing well right now, I don't feel like that is sustainable over the course of the season. Things even out. And while the Avalanche are not playing well right now, 
that's not sustainable either. And that will level itself out. Where am I wrong here? Not necessarily wrong, but also it, it I think it's it's this contrasting thing. Like the ducks beat the knights. Mm-hmm. Understandable. They came back and won. It's also a very tired knights team. They're not as fresh they as came back to back. They yes. were they were on a back to back. Exactly. And you also have to now when you're looking at the ducks. One thing that separates them from the Colorado Avalanche, they're scoring goals. That must be nice. Mm-hmm. Three or four losses are shutouts. Like the San Jose Sharks were able to put two goals past the Pittsburgh Penguins, even though the Penguins had two, uh, 10. San mm-hmm. Jose were able to get two by them. Colorado was not able to do that. Remember when Colorado played the Sharks? We had to go to a shootout. Struggle. Struggled, yeah. Well, they struggled to score. They didn't struggle to to generate chances. And it's the Sharks right now are the joke team. Everybody points and laughs and, oh, look how terrible they're doing. Avalanche aren't scoring goals, but the Ducks are being the team that completely embarrassed you on Saturday night. That's understandable. I understand that hurt. But then the deeper this goes in the season, and we're going to be talking about the Devils game in just a minute. Like, Mm -hmm. you feel like this avalanche team has a chance even though we just talked about being shut out not looking great getting wiped off the face of the earth by vegas when we're talking about this devil's matchup you still feel good because this team still has the same components Mm -hmm. it's getting those components to work together and it feels like the devils are just getting lucky because I mean, not the Devils, the Ducks. The Ducks are getting lucky on this win streak because everybody looks at them like we have for probably the last decade and said, oh, it's the Ducks. Mm -hmm. We could kind of skate through this one, no pun intended, and get through the game. Mm -hmm. And you know what? After a back-to-back, I bet you Vegas was going into that third period saying, it's the Ducks. We got this. And then maybe. And then the Ducks just do what the Ducks do. And they won and the that Ducks game. can score. The, the Ducks have, have a good young offensive ability, and, and they're going to be a problem for, for years to come. Is it this year? I don't think so. I think like they'll they'll give you a game. They're, they're not a pushover by any stretch of the imagination. But it like if if you're bending over backwards to say, like, oh, the Ducks are a legitimate opponent, and look at what they did to Vegas. If you're bending over backwards to say that, um, because they're overperforming right now. There's there's no to it that they are. And if you're going to go out of your way to defend that and say like, hey, the Ducks are good. They're legitimate. Just look at what they did against Vegas and think that they can do that over the course of the season. And then you're like going to you, you you can't then look at the Avalanche and say, well, they're underperforming and that's going to continue. If you really think the Avalanche are, are, are not a, a good team and you've been saying that before the season even started then okay that's your argument that that that's your take but if your take is the avalanche are are, are, can't overcome this just based on the these last three out of four games i don't buy that argument i don't buy it like you you were not saying that at any point but you were were you saying that at any point during the six game winning streak that started the season i didn't really hear much of it and now that the, the 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 first inkling of of adversity it's yeah, this team is is not built the right way, and if when we go over to the Ducks, it's 
you really feel like that's sustainable. Like that team can really continue to play that way. And if your answer to that is yes, uh, that that's your that's your perspective on the thing. I think the majority of people are don't feel that way. I think yeah, you can gra- congratulate the Ducks and Greg Cronin on how they're playing right now, and that's what this is all about. Is right now, Avalanche have, are struggling to score right now. I don't feel like that is going to be a season long problem. I do feel like you know the the Ducks will level out at some point, just like the Avalanche will level out. So I just find it's a funny argument how on one end you can look at a team that's not supposed to do much and defend their play right now, thinking that's going to continue into April and look at a team that is supposed to do something and downgrade them and say like, well, based on what I've seen the last three out of four games, I've lost complete faith in them. It would would be a lot easier to not go to such extremes if you saw this team have a little bit of cohesion and that team like the ducks went out there and won that game as a team and rallied together to win that the avalanche could not put a goal past that vegas golden knights team and it was a bunch of individual efforts those three of the four games we keep talking about it was a game of individual efforts and this team has to play as a team and rally together and push and go get a win those I wins, agree. those first six games, they went mm-hmm. out there and had great individual nights that overwhelmed their opponent. They need a yeah. good win as a team. I agree. I agree. I, I, I don't disagree with that, but I would also say, like, I totally believe that's coming. They they just they that that will come around. This team's and, too good for for to, to have these types of games. But I over the course of 72 more games. It's not we, gonna happen. We said that after one shootout, I mean shutout, and then we said that after back to back shutouts, and then a win, and then another right. shutout and a super embarrassment. Sure. Eventually saying you're gonna keep saying this into the all-star break, and that like you ex- no. you don't anticipate you don't anticipate the all-star break, then that's a that that's a problem. But even if this goes for the month of November, then it's a problem. Yeah, it's it's one of those like you you got to call it like you see it like you can you could call it what it's supposed to be all day long, but when you're looking at the evidence of what this team is currently, it stinks. I think we just have a difference of opinion on on uh, maybe I'm just thinking bigger picture. I'm thinking bigger picture and thinking full season, and I think a lot of people are living in the immediate right here and now, and I I think that's just the the way uh fan bases and sports media are right now is like what are what have you not what have you done for me lately what have you done for me today and what it is for the avalanche is it's not good i i completely am on board with that but come on we've seen what this team has done over the past handful of seasons and we got to give them every opportunity to write the ship can't do that after 10 games and just throw in the towel and say like this is how this team is i get it i get that it's frustrating right now but I don't. I, I, everything they've done in the past, I, they deserve the the benefit of the doubt to to correct it because they've shown that they can do it in the past. Just where I stand, sir. <laughs> I get it. I get where where people are frustrated though. Um, let's talk about this game. Maybe this is where they they start to write that ship, and uh, that will be against the New Jersey Devils. Kyle, Kyle's other team on the East Coast. Uh, All right, we'll get to that next. 
First, we got Sleeper and the Sleeper app. Kyle, is there a better app out there for daily fantasy sports than Sleeper? No, I, I love the Sleeper app. I get on there and I just draft all the time. It's so easy to use. I get on there and just draft leagues for fun. You can, yeah, which is, you know, and, and who's your first pick all the time? Mm. Is it, I mean, I know you, you, it's usually like you're in a different, you know, slot, but is it, it's always an avalanche player, I'm assuming, or not all the time? To be honest with you, yes, it's okay. usually Nathan McKinnon straight out of the gate. You got it. You got it. So a new season brings all sorts of possibilities. The Avalanche getting back on the board and uh, Nathan McKinnon scoring 50? Sure, why not? And you could win big by playing Daily Fantasy Hockey at Sleeper, the official Daily Fantasy app of the Lockdown NHL Network. And Sleeper's our number one choice for Daily Fantasy Sports and especially Daily Fantasy Hockey because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in Daily Fantasy Hockey contests. All you got to do is pick whether studs like Kale McCarr or Nathan McKinnon will record more or less than their sleeper projections for things like goals, assists, saves, plus minus, and more in any given game. Who are you going to take for uh, this game here, Kyle, against the Devils? Who's your number one pick? This is a Miko game. Go Miko. I agree. I love it. So use the promo code LOCKDOWNNHL, and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That code is LOCKDOWNNHL. See sleepers, terms of use for details and locational availability abs and devils uh tonight's in ball arena so abs trying to get back on track clearly goals are a must uh just you've said it earlier getting back to basics i don't know if the avalanche are built that way i don't like I feel like basics won't do it for them, but I maybe to start the game just to get the the blood going, whatever the case may be. But you have to think the Avalanche are not happy about their last outing, so they will come out in front of that home crowd who's going to be behind them. I anticipate this team not settling down at all, flying out of the gate. They have to set a tone here early, and and that's where. That's where this game could get really, really tricky for the Colorado Avalanche. So this could be a key matchup going into this game. The New Jersey Devils have the number one power play in the league yeah, currently. Like, what is it, like 40-something percent? And the Avalanche <clears throat> have the ninth-ranked penalty kill. So you can't put yourself in the box going off anger, trying to rectify an overplay. You can't have an entire team of Josh Manson trying to overplay and like just go out there and just play angry. You have to play smart, even though the devils are without Jack Hughes, which is honestly a top five player in the league. Mm. Like that definitely helps Colorado, but you cannot put yourself in the box against this team, or you're going to be having more frustration going through this game because this devil's team, they are stacked top to bottom. They have really good, I say really good goalie play, but Vanacek, he's he's good. He gets them mm -hmm. the wins they need and keeps them in the game. Yeah, you said Hughes is out. Isn't uh, Nico Hischer out too? Mm, I think it's I, just Jack. Really? I think um, Hischer might be back. Okay. The interesting thing with, with the, the Devil, yeah, good team. Not trying to take anything away from, from them as a team right now. Playoff team 100%. East is a beast, and you know whether or not they get to the Stanley Cup final, 
remains to be seen. They're, uh, uh, you know, a pick from a lot of people. Um, but so far this year, 7-3-1, and one, great record. Look at their opponents and look at their losses. They haven't really played that difficult of a schedule so far. Um, their losses, and there's four total, three regulation, one overtime loss, are to the Arizona Coyotes, the Florida Panthers, who are not playing well, the Washington Capitals, who are not expected to be much of anything this year, and the St. Louis Blues. Those are their four losses. And you could argue those are games that they should be winning. Right? I and But again, this goes back to early in the season. Yeah. And how often are we talking about that right now with the, the Colorado Avalanche? So I don't want to sit here and, and kind of berate them and say like, oh, they're, they're you know, they're, they're losing to Arizona. They're losing to St. Louis. This is what happens early in the season, right? And even their wins are against Red Wings, who are better. Islanders, okay, middle of the road. Canadians, they, they beat them uh, five to two. Buffalo, they beat them five to four. They won a back-to-back against Minnesota Wild, and then they just beat the Blackhawks. They have not played a collection of games and a collection of teams who are upper echelon of the league yet. But they're they're winning some of the ones that they have they have won and the losses. Uh, if they were in you know February, January, February, I think they I'd be taking them a lot harder uh, than they are early in the season. But again, those I'm, I'm sure that fan base is not happy about some of those losses. Yeah, and honestly, and you rattle off those losses, but. Last five, the Devils have dropped one game in the last five. They're four yeah, they're and one in their last five. The the Avalanche have been shut out by the Penguins and the Sabres and the Knights. That's yep. they dropped three of their last five. Yeah. So the the Avalanche are getting those ugly boo boos on their schedule now, to where the Devils are overcoming them and beating Minnesota on a back to back, and they're putting things together. And again, this is without Jack Hughes, who is like listed as week to week. This is the equivalent of navigating a schedule like that without Nathan McKinnon on the team. Yeah. So they're finding that cohesion and how to win games as a team. The Devils are there. That's where the Avalanche need to figure it out tonight and put it together and win this game and stop that momentum that New Jersey is building. This is a great stepping stone for the Avalanche to put it together, say, hey, we beat the Devils, and then you look forward to the next game and build on that confidence. Um, I think Nico Hischer is out. Is he still? I'm looking it up right now. I, I do not believe he's going to be playing in this game. Unless something changes, uh, what I'm seeing is he will not be playing. So, I mean, just being down Hughes is is big. If you're down both of those guys, I mean... Hischer's the captain, so... Right. So, Landeskog and McKinnon, equivalent yeah. injury. Um, over on subtext, let's get to some predictions over there. Uh, Vargar says two to one abs. So he doesn't really feel like he's going to be high scoring. Uh, after being outscored, he says 19 to one, which is not accurate. I think it's, they, they scored the four against the blues. So I think it's 19 to four, maybe just hit the wrong key. Um, in their last four games, take what you can get. Uh, real goals are not expected. I think that's where a lot of fans are right now. This, you gotta show me that you can score legit goals. Devils should be there uh, should be off their game without Hughes, so it should be winnable. Uh, they'll need to establish a net front presence and make life difficult for opposing goalies. 
not make them look like all-stars. Yeah, he's big on that. And I agree yeah. with him. Like abs abs are known to to do that. Make uh opposing goalies, no matter how new, fresh they might be in the league, uh, they they tend to make them look like all-stars. Yeah, yeah. Vanacek is an emotional goalie. Yeah, definitely. Um Madam Battleax says three to two abs in overtime. And this is a running theme for our subtext people. Uh, three to two in overtime. Uh, I do believe that we will win, but we'll need to pull it out, pull it together. It will be sloppy and messy, but we will squeak by goals made by her predictions are Miko, Kale, and Colton. Yeah, Miko, Kale, and Colton. And Colton will have the overtime winner. Oh, she talk says, about hero. Yeah, she thinks that they should sit Georgiev. Uh, and I replace him, but sit him a game and see what, uh, see what's happening. You know and what? you're I down for that. that. Eh, I don't know. Your, what is your gift? He hasn't won us any game lately. Like yeah, he's your horse. You, you got to get him on the, get him on the right track. Well, that, that horse has a broken leg and we don't, we know what happens to those kind of horses. Yeah. Um, this is from James this is four to five, uh, win for the avalanche in overtime. Uh, mm-hmm. Goals by Kale McCarr, Miko, Johansson, and Colton. A lot of people liking Colton for this game. Uh, and oh, in the over T over <laughs> overtime winner by Val Nachuskin. And boy, would he need that! Oh man, he's good in overtime. When he's three on three, he's got open ice, that big body. It's tough to move him. He just kind of just protects the puck, and he'll find a way in and and score it. So he's really good in overtime. So I like that. Um, said they lose in shots on. Shots on goal and face-offs, but have longer time in the attack. And he feels like the hits will be even as well. I, do I, I do. It does have a very overtime, like overtime. And I, I have a different overtime winner in mind. Mm-hmm. Well, I got one more for you. Yep. This is from Easton. Three to two, abs win in overtime. Uh, Georgie with 30 saves. Goals from McKinnon, Ryan Johansson, and... Sammy G thinks mm. they will tighten up on D, make smarter passes to one another. So uh, that's from our subtext crew. What are you thinking? Does everybody remember whose revenge game this is? This is a Miles Wood revenge game. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeez. Yeah, good point. You think he's. So, I love uh, doing that. I love Ed, picking players that go up against their own teams. Their own and Miles teams, Wood's yeah. already gone to dinner with the Devils, mm-hmm. he's already hanging out with the Devils. And this is okay. his way of saying, hey, I'm with Colorado now. And he's <laughs> going to put me. the game away in overtime. Should have gave me six years. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what's your score? What do you think for a score? I think this honestly, this has a 5-4 feel. I'm right with you. I do. I think the Avs can get back on track and score. But even without Jack Hughes, uh, Devils are, are a pretty good scoring team. So. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I, and you know what? We'll go overtime too. We'll keep that theme going. Five, four overtime abs. Yep. And the abs will score, like come out the gate scoring and they're going to have to hold on, hold it into overtime and miles wood will send everybody home. You want to get that goal early. You had those back-to-back shutouts where you were shut out. And then when he came back home, you had that Ross Colton goal, uh, relatively early in the first period and it didn't prolong and it didn't go on get it out of the way get the crowd involved and then just keep building from that so we'll see how it goes uh we'll be back tomorrow to talk about it hopefully it's going to be an avalanche win uh however it goes 
tune in tomorrow. But thank you for making this episode your first listen of the day. Always appreciated. Uh, yeah, check back in tomorrow and definitely su- su- subscribe to our subtext so you can get in on uh, how you're feeling and have those thoughts read on the air. For Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan, I am Chris Maselli, and this is the Lockdown Avalanche Podcast. Enjoy the game, and we'll see you guys tomorrow. Go, Abs, go! Go, Abs, go!